All right, everybody, how y'all doing? I am Dr. King Yai, and joining us today is Mike Anderson. Man, listen, I want to welcome this brother to our stage. This is Relationship Thursdays. I was just telling the audience that you never know um, who God is going to bring into your life and for what purpose. So it's always important that we uh, be intentional, that we be focused, and that we stay prayed up because, you know, God is not a God that he can lie and and, and, and God will give you the desires of your heart if you just place yourself in certain positions and be ready to receive those things. So um, so I'm just ready to receive what my brother's got to say today. I'm just ready to receive um, the message. I'm just I'm ready to uh, to get the information out about what he is doing. Uh, so welcome again to Relationship Thursdays. I am Dr. King Yah, and uh, you are joining us here on Dr. King Yah Speaks TV show. And... Um, like I said, coming to our stage for the very first time is the award-winning multimedia producer, Mike Ray Anderson. Welcome. Hey, hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me, my brother. Man, it is it is good to have you, man. Um, I, I just I'm just so humbled by this opportunity right now and and just uh excited that you are actually here with us. Those of you that are tuning in, if you have any chats or comments or questions. Go ahead and feel free to uh, send that uh, to us, and then I'll uh, make sure that we answer uh, your questions on the live as well. So don't be shy. It, it's an interactive piece. Go ahead and pose your questions if you have any. Reach out to Mike. Shouts out to Mike. Shouts out to me, whatever, however y'all want to do this. And uh, we want to give him a round of applause for all the work that he's done. And I appreciate everything that you're doing, brother. Everything. Much love and respect. My pleasure. My pleasure, it. brother. My pleasure. And so... Um, Man, this bro, I don't even know where to start with you, man. So, first of all, I did see the film A Polished Soul, right? And it talks about the Mike Ray Anderson story. It talks about your story, man. It was a phenomenal story. You laid it down. You kept it real. You kept it raw. And you put information out there, man. You know, you it, it, you was talking to a young youth, man, who was about to take your life. And you told the brother, man, listen, hold on, wait a minute. It ain't got to be like that. Yeah, they gotta be like yeah. and you kept talking to the brother and educating the brother, man. And and we're gonna show y'all the uh the trailer, man, because what this brother did in the movie, how the film played out. I ain't gonna give y'all the information, I ain't gonna give y'all too much information now, but I want y'all to check out the trailer because it's it's, it's available for, for y'all. I paid for it, I paid $7.99 for it. After it goes live, after it goes everywhere, it's gonna be much more than that. So I advise y'all to check out the link. The links are in here too. So definitely check out the links and everything, man. It is awesome, man. You, uh, you do not want to miss that. So just a little bit about our uh, our special guest today, uh, Mike Ray Anderson, who was born in Stuttgart, Germany in 1972 and raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He is an actor. Uh, he has been in TV, uh, one shows uh, for my man. Uh, Justice, let me see if I'm if I, I want to make sure that I get all this information in. Uh, justice by any means. Yep, justice by any means. Uh, so he he's been in that uh, in Fatal Attraction and several full features and independent films and stars in the lead role as uh, Silas uh, Books. Uh, Michael's is that Michael's on music? Michael's Silas Books. Michael's. Michael's. Michael's on music and murder. And man, here we go right here. This brother has been doing so much uh, in the in the filming industry for our community, for you. Uh, his social media is down here. Make sure you follow him. And, and Harry, hey, Burnett, I see you. She says, hello, guys. I see you. Mm -hmm. I see you. 
All right, we're gonna put you <laughs> there. She go. All right, I see you. I see you. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, y yeah she's, a fabu she's a fabulous queen, man. She's a fabulous queen, man. You did your thing in the movie, sister. I love you and I appreciate you for everything that you're doing for sure. So, yeah, so so Mike, man, what what really piqued your interest in, in, in getting into the filming piece, right? So paint that picture. What did that wow. look like for you? Because you had a, <laughs> a heck of a background, man. Yeah, um, it's crazy that you asked that question, man. Um I'm going to take you all the way back to when I was a teenager in Vietnam, North Carolina, 2-6, and um, <laughs> when we were actually, uh, me and my boys was on the corner, and, you know, I was doing what I, what I wasn't supposed to do. I was definitely not living up to my fullest potential selling drugs, and I always take responsibility for that. But, uh, you know, a uh, drug addict had came up to, to the corner and had this camera, one of them old school cameras that you put the big vcr tape in and you record with it and um everybody was laughing at him when he man get out of here man we can't do nothing with that blah 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 but for some reason deep down in my spirit i became interested in the moment and i became curious and i was like yo 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 yo, bring it right over here man bring that over here i got you i was like what you want for it you know he told me what he wanted for it i'm not gonna get into all of that but i gave him what he wanted for it and then um I just started playing with the camera, man. And I noticed that it was taking my attention off of the matter at hand, which was to sell drugs. And I was just like, wow, you know, this thing is dope. And then we was playing around with it. And I filmed a real quick five minute, like karate movie, old school karate movie. We was playing around, you know, you know, back then everybody grew up on Kung Fu flicks. And so I said, hey, shoot, I'm going to make one. Uh, made one for five minutes. Uh, I was playing with it. Long story short, as time went on, um, and then I became incarcerated, I found myself on the yard getting involved with uh, programs like um, Men's Club and uh, the JC's Club, where we did stuff for like visitation, taking pictures and all that. And I remember one time being assigned to take pictures on visitation, and the camera was put in my hand. After all these years now, here it is. Probably 10, 15 years done passed by, and I'm put this camera is put back in my hand, and I'm taking these new style digital pictures on visitation and printing them and just looking at the power of the camera and remembering how powerful the camera was back then and how powerful it was in my hand. So, long story short, after 17 and a half years serving that prison, that life sentence, um, I came home. And um, I remember moving to Durham, North Carolina, and I was going inside of a grocery store. And lo and behold, I bump into one of the hip hop icons that I always looked up to, which was Christopher Martin, play from Kid and Play. And he uh, he remembered who I was to some degree, but then also was like, man, but I thought you was. I was like, well, you know, I'm home now, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, man, I want you to come get on my team and he said he had this team called brand news so one of my homegirls uh angela ray she was helping on that team and she, you know i was like sure you know i'll come check it out because i always seen her on tv and it's something i wanted to do i felt like i had the talent and the gift so he would take me on special missions with him where he was speaking at different colleges and stuff like that and he just happened to go speak at my hometown fayetteville state university and he took me with him and threw the camera in my hand. And then for some reason, I just adapted quickly. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just feeling it. And after that happened, um, 
one thing led to another. I found myself being pushed on different projects. I got uh, He introduced me to a, a, a brother out of Greensboro named Edwin Lewis. I was working with him a little bit, and I was working on some other projects. Worked on the Ferguson documentary. Got put on this team called DDC, where was doing some editing for some major uh, documentaries and some major films. Um, went out to L.A., was taking acting classes, became interested in that. Started landing roles left and right on TV One television shows, and um, after that, got landed a, a, a role on Crossbreed, which starred Vivica Fox, and you know uh, one of the Baldwin brothers um, was put on that project. And man, I just developed this big old gigantic bug for acting and for um, filmmaking as well. And before you know it, I found myself with a camera in my hand doing some ESPN, uh, ACC basketball tournaments and some other things and um, some documentaries for 30 for 30. And by that time, man, everything had just hit me hard. And it wasn't until I got pushed ahead to the forefront as producer for this major project called Give Us This Day that was filmed out in your area out there in East St. Louis, Illinois, man. And um, after that, I realized Mike, this is your this is your field. This is your lane. Get in this lane. And I had wrote my book and and released it in 2014, and it became an Amazon bestseller. And then we filmed a documentary like three years later, and I was using this 15 minute documentary that we had filmed to go travel around all the detentional facilities for the juvenile, you know, the adjudicated youth, and then going to jail houses and showing this film and doing lecture demonstrations. I said, man, I want to make the movie, the real yeah. movie. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. And I had, a, I, I developed, by then, I developed a beautiful network of celebrities and actors. And I was like, hmm. I said, yo, I told them, I explained my vision to them. And everybody was like, yo, let's do this. And, you know, one of my biggest, biggest, biggest mentors out of uh, Hollywood was Oba Babatunde. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he was like, do it, Mike. You can do it, Mike. All you have to do. <laughs> It's just put your mind to it. You're a very talented brother, and I know you can do it. You know, and he just encouraged me, and I was just like, wow. And then Hawthorne James encouraged me. And then, then you got this brother, Petri Bird, uh, you know, Bird from Judge Judy encouraging me. And then and then my homegirl, who became my little industry rider down homie, uh, Shaw Jackson, was like, I got you. What's up? What you want to do? And then before you know it, you know, started picking up producers here and there. Um, Deidre Wayans from the Wayans family got involved with it, and then, uh, then, then uh, David Leather Senior, man, whose whose son was on American Idol for two seasons straight, was like yes. happy because I had got behind him. Uh, one of my friends that introduced us to each other, and um, one of my friends, Larry, he introduced us to each other because he knew that I could mentor his son back into the to the limelight. And that became a relationship. And that's keep in mind, this is what we're talking about, relationships yeah. now. That's right. So relationships built the foundation to this movie, man. Yeah. And that's 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 the long story story, as, as short as I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I love it, man. You 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 had some you had some rough times as a youth, you know. Yeah. And you know, you, you made some decisions that you took ownership for. You did your time, you got out, God was with you, doors open for you. Doors yeah. open for you. Yeah, definitely. I see a, um, 
I see a comment by Karina Lemons, which who actually connected us, man. Shout out to Karina, who actually played my attorney in the film, man. And if you haven't seen the film, you definitely got to go check it out. It's a polished show, a tale of a Vietnam vet. And what Vietnam means, man, a lot of people may not know what it means, but, you know, Fayetteville is right next to an army base called Fort Bragg. And Fort Bragg was like one of the biggest contributors to the Vietnam War when it came to soldiers and troops. And a lot of them brothers actually came back, man, um, PTSD diagnosed. My father was one of them. And so he came back PTSD diagnosed, never treated, never counseled. So he kind of became a monster, so to speak, man. He abused my mother, abused us in the household, held me at gunpoint. But Vietnam is like a play on words, man, because it's yeah. a war zone itself. Yes. It's a war zone itself, man. And a lot of spirits that come back from war, you know, that are hosting the, the soldiers, they come back and just run rampant into the streets and they turn Fayetteville into a war zone, man. And that's why we call Fayetteville Vietnam. Man, yeah, it's crazy, man. Anytime you experience that type of trauma, man, from being in the military or being in prison, like we we need that, man. Like we need that counseling. We need somebody to take us take us under their wing, man, and really mentor us because, you know, Pete Cat's got it easy now, bro. Yeah. I got yeah. They didn't have none of these programs. They didn't have no um, scared straight programs. They didn't have no uh, mentorship for, for brothers that's coming out. They didn't have no rehabilitation program. What they was doing was throwing people in drug rehabilitation counseling services, which didn't benefit me because I didn't have a drug case. I know, right? All you did, I mean, piece. Yeah, the Department of Corrections will give you a, a drug ad, a habit, though, on ibuprofen, because that's all they give you is ibuprofen when anything happens, you know what I'm saying? But uh, one of, you'd be addicted to ibuprofen. But one of the things that uh, I always think about, man, is that um, um, there is a level of rehabilitation that needs to happen, but that's Absolutely. after prison, man. It's yes. after prison. Yes. You need to learn how to rehabilitate back to society. That's right. Because inside, man, it's not going to work unless... You go here. And when you go here, you have to go here. And in order for you to go to those two places, man, it takes deep introspection. And some people barrage themselves with 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 the facade of saying, yeah, I'm locked up. I ain't got no issues now. You got plenty of issues. If you make it into the Department of Corrections on any level, you got issues, whether federal or state, you got issues. You got issues. And my issues may not be your issues, but we all got issues. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, one thing about uh, living that life, man, as you know, this is pre preaching to the choir. You can either make it a prison or make it a university. I'll call it a university because I studied. I studied myself. I, I had to master some things. Either I could have stayed there longer. I, I lost I lost some time. You know what I mean? I lost some time. I caught a salt on the CO. I lost some time. But I got out. Some cats don't make it out. You get a salt on the CO. They don't make it out, man. You know what I mean? But God saw fit to uh, that it was not a, a, a tough situation for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. he had his hand on it. So I'm just I'm just grateful, man, for, for, for you, for everything that you're doing, man. So what next? What you got going? What you got coming up next, man? Oh, there's a lot, man. And I had got – what's so crazy is um, I was enjoying some much needed rest that I was taking the other day and I was going through some files through some paperwork. You know, I had, when I came home in 2009, I had, uh, bought all my court transcripts and everything for a reason. First and foremost, it was documentation to make me realize that 
there was some people that I had to have mercy on when I came home. <laughs> and, you know, uh, let's not get it twisted. I, you know, there was an anger that was inside of me while I was inside, you know, because some of these people were people that I helped before in life. Yeah. And I was just like, word, your name popping up on my paperwork and you're lying at yeah. that. Like you set me up because I was facing the death penalty plus life plus 60 years. Right. So if you're feeding the system information that's not even right, that's wrong about me to set me up for execution, that means that, yo, you're my you're my enemy in the moment. Right. And so I had to even love my enemies harder when I came home. But while I was reading this paperwork and just reflecting off of everybody's name that I saw there, and of course, everybody's name that I didn't see there that I should have saw there coming coming up and helping, like to help me, like, nah, he was doing this when that happened. This happened, this happened. And he wasn't he wasn't responsible for this, but this happened. When I when I saw all of that, I realized what God had brought me through. He brought me through and intended demise. But while I was thinking, out of nowhere, I got a phone call. I get a phone call from somebody who says, hey, uh, man, speak to Mike Anderson, please. Almost like the movie. Almost like the movie when the agent, when Oba, who plays Solomon Davis, calls me. Yeah. And I said, uh, yeah, this is, this is Mike speaking. And the conversation was, your movie fell in my lap. I'm so impressed. And I heard about your budget. I'm so impressed. I can't believe you did this movie with what you were given, you know, and what you had to work with. And then the movie is so powerful. And I mean, I was just humbled by, and you know, I can't say no names right now. I can't yeah. reveal what I want to reveal. But sure. the person was like, nah, nah, this ain't over yet. What, what was you going to do after this movie? I said, well, I, I'm going to stop and then do other stories for other people. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I am, you know, I'm I'm big in the TV arena and I see blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Sure. Yes. And yes. so that's, yes. of course, yes. <laughs> next. That's next. And that was a blessing. But there's so many other things that I want to do. I, there's so many brothers I did time with, so many people that I know that has fell victim to the courts because of, you know, just inadequate resources when they were growing up or, you know, miseducation, misinformation, um, yeah. parents that just didn't know how to raise them because they had mental health problems, uh, domestic violence, so many other stories out there that I can yeah. produce, yeah. that I can produce. And I want to be that producer because I think we need those stories because not all of these people go to the full spectrum of their demise. Some of them make it through and make it all the way out. And before, when they make it all the way out, they become that testimony that can help somebody else. And if we don't hear about it, then we'll never know. So I'd rather produce the story that gives direction, gives guidance, and gives a testimony than the story that encourages somebody to, you know, go out there and do some stupid junk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, I, I'd rather produce a song that resurrects a brother than to send him to his own death. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be that person that contributes to the upbringing and the resurrection and, and, mm -hmm. and the reawakening of so many different souls. Um, I'm like my partner, Nate Parker, man. I love that brother to death. He makes conscious films. He says, I ain't got no money because I make conscious films. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Birth of a and Nation. So, yeah. yeah. Birth of a Nation, man. American Skin, which yeah. I actually had the humbling experience to work on with him. But, um, 
he says it best. He says, man, I ain't got no money because I make conscious films. Yeah. And um, I get it. But no one understand that that gives you the ability to earn richness and abundance in your soul from God. You know what I'm saying? Because resurrection, you know, think about it, man. When 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 um when Christ told Lazarus to rise, whoo, just imagine what was next. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine yeah. what was next. Just imagine yeah. what was next for Lazarus and the world and those that thought he was gone and those that thought it was over for him, man. Just imagine what's next, man. Yes. So when we resurrect all our young kings and queens from out of those tombs, man, we got a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, hopefully there's people out there that loves this type of work and they can come behind us, become donors and investors and all that. Um, Cause it's hard. It's hard to make a film, man out of your pocket, you know, thank God for people like David Leather Sr. Thank God for people, you know what I'm saying, like Petri Bird and um, Oba Babatunde and Hawthorne James and Shaw Jackson, for people that, you know, ain't in it for the money. Right. They're in it for the message. Yes. They're yes. in it for the message, you know That's what I'm saying? Good. Yeah. Like you said earlier, it takes a village to raise a child, man. It takes a village to support a business too and a vision. Support a vision, support a dream, support a business. That's what it's about, man. And you know, that's so deep, man, because I, I saw a post today on IG where somebody said, man, I wish somebody wouldn't have told me, I wish I would have listened to the people that wouldn't have told me that starting my own business was going to be easy, you can do it, you got this, instead of telling me it was going to take time and money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to me, you know, Money doesn't always mean that green dollar bill that comes out your pocket or comes out the bank or whatever, man. Money can be resources allocated from your village. Your village can raise another child, and that child can be your business. And who knows what your business or what that child is going to grow into to be, what type of leader. And um, to facilitate growth in our people, man. Yeah. Not destruction, not demise, not degenerative values. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, turn on your TV and, and watch the next video and, and see how much <laughs> growth comes out of that and progress comes out of that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, by the end of the day, we're giving mixed messages to our youth, man, and we'll never have leaders if we do that. Absolutely. Man, listen, real quick, I want to uh, let's talk about your book and wh where where uh, your book can be found as well. I want to see if I can uh, pull that up. And if you would like to uh, pull up a trailer, cue it up. We could show the trailer of A Polished Soul or whatever you want to pull up. Um, <clears throat> we can do that as well. Ooh, let me see how I'll do this. Hold on. Okay. I'm and on my phone, can... actually. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Don't worry about it. If you're on your phone, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But, yeah, so, guys, uh, we are here with Mike Ray Anderson. And uh, this brother has done some phenomenal things, some great work. Uh, in the community. I'm going to see if we could pull up that uh, the trailer. Actually, we showed it a couple of days ago when Karina was on here. So, shouts out again to Karina. I love you, Karina. Karina. Shouts out, Karina. She's so awesome, man. She is so... She is, and she man. was just... She was so determined. Like, you know, she... Um, the day that I had Shar in North Carolina filming, um, she gave me her office... <laughs> so we can make it look like it was a prison counselor's office. Ah. And, you know, Kar Karina's an attorney. So 
she played my attorney and uh, she did a great job. She had no choice but to do a great job, <laughs> you know, uh, but she's very talented. You know, she, I don't know if a lot of people recognize her in the Harriet Tubman movie. Also, um, she was one of the people that was in the crowd when Harriet was making the speech on how things got to change. Um, but, you know, she's so amazing, man. And um, she was just so she had that contributing spirit just like everybody else did, man. And so definitely shouts out to her. If you saw the trip, uh, the trailer with her, as far as the book, you can find the book on Amazon. It's also entitled a polished soul, the Mike Ray Anderson story and a polished soul. Polished souls is the name of my, my nonprofit that I actually travel nationwide with. And, you know, I mentor adjudicated youth and I just tell my story, man. And so, but if you go on Amazon, you look up a polished soul, the Mike Ray Anderson story. It's right there. It's been there since 2014. And ironically, it was seven years later, the perfect number seven, that my movie came out. Love it, man. I'm about to post that now. All right, so the people can see that. A polished soul on Amazon, the Mike Ray Anderson story. And you know, just a little, just a little jewel. Um, there's this little guy in there that that plays on the side of uh Ron Godfrey in a scene. Um, and he's like seven years old. He's you know uh, playing the seven year old version of me that happens to be my son. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's an actor also. He actually a little joker beat me to Netflix. <laughs> Why you? <laughs> why you little joker you but uh he beat me to netflix man and uh he's on a netflix original uh tv show called Storybots. oh great on, yeah on season two shout out to malachi anderson my my little mini me man that little joker he nailed that scene too man and you know we won't talk about the scene but you can see it in the trailer but it's it's some depth to why that scene was important in that movie all right, I love it, man. I love it, man. I love it, guys. Again, uh, it's it's an honor having Mike Ray Anderson here in the building with us for the very first time on our stage. This will not be the last time. So mm -hmm. if you missed this, go back, tell your friends, your family, your loved ones. Come on over here and check it out. Check out this interview. Check out this live. Check out the replay. And make sure you all subscribe. Okay, make sure you subscribe. Follow us on our social media pages. Also, um, I am uh, taking pre-orders for my book. My book is entitled Pursue Your Dreams Without Permission. So Congratulations, support, brother. Congratulations. Appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm, I got it. You know, it costs to publish. So I'm raising funds right now. So Okay, okay. $20 a pop, $20 a pop. You can donate. You can cash app, Dr. Kenya, D-R-K-I-N-G-Y-A. Also, tell us any projects that... Um, uh, any any immediate things you got going on, Mike Ray, that you want to talk about, uh, and including any words of encouragement for our youth that are listening? Yeah, a lot of things nowadays, man, you got to keep under wraps. So, <laughs> um, but there are multiple things that's that's getting ready to happen, man. I just, you know, I actually got um, I got a call, man, to be uh, a producer and a casting director for a major network pro project, man. But uh, you know, I'm not even gonna get into the right. names and details and all that. Appreciate right. you. But there's so many things that's about to happen for 2022. But the encouragement that I would like to give, man, is this. You would have never thought that somebody that was facing the death penalty plus life plus 60 years, that ended up taking a plea bargain for life so that I can 
save myself from being executed. And it ended up serving 17 and a half years on that life sentence will be right here on this interview with you right now, explaining in detail what it is that I've been allowed to be uh, to accomplish in life. You would never, you, know, you would have never thought that that I would be right here in front of you, but I'm here, and you could be another person in the same manner, man. That's right there in front of somebody, regardless of what it is. Don't ever let nobody tell you that you cannot make your dreams come to life. That's right. You cannot make your dreams manifest, man. The power is in you, and whatever God has put in you to make it happen, man. You don't have to rely on man. Because a lot of times, man will become that weapon that's formed against you. But don't let it prosper, man. Oh, yeah. Don't let it prosper. You know what I'm saying? You know, people are, are, are put on this place, are be put on this earth to become either a contributor or a taker away from right. your life. That's right. Pay attention to the contributors. The takeawayers, man, kick them to the wayside quick. Because I'm telling you. They are, they'll multiply mm -hmm. and they'll become the masses in your life if you let them. That's right. That's Don't right. let them become the masses in your life. Yeah. It's it's uh it's it's important that our youth hear that message. Because sometimes, you know, you know, we were youth too. You know, I was a youth, you were youth. Yeah. And you know, we did what youth do. We Woo. was in the streets, smoking, the chain. drinking, doing whatever <laughs> we wanted to do. You know, because that was the environment in which we lived in. And yeah. so now here we are, what they call the old heads, the OGs. The OGs, <laughs> all day. And, and they don't want to listen to what we got to say, right? A lot of yeah. them don't. They're like, oh, I man, know. I ain't trying to hear all that, man. No, man, you don't know what you're talking about. The same it, stuff we was doing. They say it's different nowadays. It's different. It's different now, homie, big homie. It's the, nah, it ain't nothing, ain't nothing new under the sun. Ain't Let nothing me just new tell under you. the sun. Hey, you know, the same the same way you could pop a pill is the same way we smoke the blunt. The same way that you know what I'm saying, you you drink some scissor or whatever, some lean or whatever was the same way we was drinking 40 ounces at 13, 14, and 15 years exactly. old. And, and, and you know, and you go you gonna go just as crazy. Right. You know, they y'all guys lean right now. We had Cisco, you liquid crack. Back then, everything that you could ever imagine was enough to disturb the behavior of a young man, a young king. That's right, man. Same way it is now. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing, nothing changed. And nothing. We have to uh we have to be in a at, at a point in our lives where we are ready to change. Yes. Ready yes. to change. If you are yeah. not ready because you can't change nobody. The only person you could change is yourself. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. So I want to encourage y'all yeah. to just breathe, get it done, no excuses. And that will lead you to the road of pursuing your dream without permission. Don't wait for nobody to give you permission. It's for the taking. If you can think it, you can achieve it, you can do it. Right? So you Definitely. are a highly effective person if you are applying those highly effective skills to your life. And you can only apply those highly effective skills to your life by hanging around and being around people that are adding value to your life. That, that's giving you that positive energy and that reinforcement that you need. Not the dream stealers, the dream takers, not those that say, oh man, you know, you know, you you just you keep on doing this, man. And oh, uh, you know, don't worry about what they're saying. You know, just uh stay out here on the streets with us, man. You're gonna be cool. You don't need to be around that. Because the streets always gonna be the same. Ain't nothing changed about the streets. The streets always gonna be the same. They can they have it. Be there. They can have it.
You know? Yeah. Like you, I grew up without my father. My father was around. My father was in the military taking care of me sending checks home to my mother because I was born and he he went to the military. He's like, no, I gotta, I gotta take care of mine. So my father wasn't around because he was taking care of me from afar. My father wasn't around because my mother ended up getting married. You know what I mean? Like they weren't in a relationship like that. I was born, my father left, and he went to the military taking care of me from afar. My mom's got married. I was in a abusive relationship. My stepfather was pretty abusive, man. So I could relate to all of that, man. Like I had a hatred in my heart for my stepfather, man. All the way up until when I went went in at 14, when I got out, I still had that hatred for him, man. And then one day, man, I talked to him. I seen him, man, for the first time, man. I saw him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he didn't recognize who I was. Mm. And, and, and I, the way I approached him was like, I put my hoodie on. I'm like, hey, what's up now, man? And I'm just jugging, but he don't know. He don't know. He don't know who I am. I'm grown. Now. I ain't 14 no more. You know, he's like, man, now get away from me, man. I ain't got nothing. Get away from me, man. And I'm like, man, y'all know who I am? He's like, no, get away from me, man. You good? You, I ain't got no money. I ain't got none of that. I'm like, man, I ain't here to rob you or none of that, man. It's me. I took my hoodie off. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. man, man, don't be doing that, man. And so, yeah. But, but, but the piece is I had a conversation with him, man. Like, I mean, recently, because I'm going to keep it 100. If you don't know how to forgive yourself, you can't never forgive nobody else. Exactly. So I'm not completely where you are. I'm, I'm just going to keep that real. I'm forgiving myself first. I'm learning to forgive me. So in forgiving me, I had a conversation with this man. This man that gave me a black eye when I was eight years old, defending my mother from his blows. You know, this man that that treated me bad. You know, I had a conversation with this man. And I told him, man, listen, I hated you. I hate you now. Mm. I hate you for what you did to my mother. He said, man, I know. I was ready, man. I was ready for him to say anything out of pocket. I was ready. I was ready. And he he diffused all of that. He said, I know. He said, man, when you used to beat on me, he said, I know. He said, man, when you, I said, man, when you used to beat on my mama, man, when you used to uh, whoop on my sister, when you beat me, man, I hated you. He said, I know. Man, that brought tears to my eyes, bro. He didn't apologize, but I felt the remorse. I felt that he didn't say it because, you know, as men, we don't, we don't always say what we really feel, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it, that's a different, that's a different dialogue. But when he said what he said, Mike, that that just tore me down, bro. That just broke me down because. Yeah, it's amazing when somebody can can account for the responsibility of the harm that they caused you. Yeah. And, um, you know, just like me, one of the biggest moments that I remember having when I came home years later was I did a peace, a peace uh, conference. Well, it was like a small peace conference for the youth in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And it just so happened that the, 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 the special guest that I invited was the brother the older brother of one of my victims from my second case, one of the guys that I actually did shoot that didn't make it that passed away. Mm 
Mm. Um, and we embraced each other in front of the youth and forgave each other in front of the youth. So the power of that forgiveness and that and that mercy alone, uh, right then and there, you know, can you imagine how many lives it changed in the moment? It changed lives of the older people from that we knew from our generation that yeah. attended attended the conference. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And they were just like amazed, man. And that's just the power of God. And when the power of God works through a person, you'll see the remorse. You'll see it. Now, if the power of God ain't working and that person is just, you know, on some old other stuff, man, you gonna know if it's phony, yeah. if it's yeah. fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the reason why you knew he was real, man, because that was the power of God yeah. working through him for you. Right. For you. That. Yeah, needed you that. needed it. Needed yeah. yeah, yeah. I needed yeah. that, Mike, man. And, and, and it became so, so real, so apparent. Now, the past is the past. I'm writing about it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's gonna help me to heal. Therapy. You know, that's therapy for me. Yeah. All the stuff that I went through as a child, you know, it's therapy for me. Yeah. You know, the relationships that I had, the toxic relationships, the man, all of that is therapy for me. It's therapy for my children. I lost yeah. my children four years ago. Uh, Mike, yeah. Wow. I'm sorry hurts. to hear that, brother. It hurts. Yeah. You know? I don't think any man should be without his children if he wants the opportunity. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. But I, yeah, oh, this man. is what I do, brother. I I definitely appreciate you for having me on here. But what I want to do in this moment, man, is just give an affirmation that things will work out for you. Um, you will become successful. You will gain, you know, uh, existence back into the lives of your children. Brother, your book is going to be successful. Your book is going to change the lives of many. Um, your movie is going to change the lives of many. Whatever it is that you want to get involved with, whatever avenue that you choose to drive down, just remember that your vehicle is always guarded by God um, and it's bulletproof. And, you know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, man. You just got to believe you got to make sure that it happens. But, you know, uh, above and all else, just know and understand, man, the power is in you. It's in you. It's in you. And it's in everybody else that's watching, you know, whatever dreams that you want to pursue whatever passions you have that you want to make the moment, the present moment, you got to, you got to start right now and you got to make sure that they manifest based on what power that lies within you. That's it, man. I love you so much, man. I appreciate you for the rest of you that are, that are tuning in. Love you in. too, brother. I appreciate y'all. Harriet Burnett. Oh yeah. I appreciate y'all so much. Oh yeah. Harry is dope, man. And I love her little note. She says, always encouraging others. That's what we we're born to do, man. That's she's right. You know, and, you know, she's one of those encouraging uh, queens as well, man. And, you know, my whole team, to be honest with you, man, is so dope. Everybody that you laid eyes on in this movie, man, trust me, all of them are dope. And they came together for a reason, man. Shouts out to uh, everyone that participated in the movie, Apollo Soul, and uh, all of the endeavors. I appreciate you all so much, and I look forward to uh, to collaborating with you all and uh, and having you on. Who knows who I might interview next? So I appreciate you all so much. Uh, have a great evening. It is Relationship Thursdays. Those of you that are not on Clubhouse, join me on the Clubhouse app. I am uh, at Dr. King. Yeah, see you all later. Thank you so much. God bless. <laughs>